Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 320, and today we'll be talking about Trading Day from Mau Mau, Heroes of Pure Heart. I'm GC13. And I'm David. And we've made it to the body switch episode of Mau Mau. Yeah. Still no professional wrestling episode, we'll keep our eyes peeled. <laughs> yep, every uh, trope is slowly getting checked off, but in typical Mau Mau fashion, the trope is completely broken because our heroes do not swap bodies. They just pretend. The, I love the gag how both times Adorbat and Badgerclops make a big deal out of the ooh, we're changing. And, you know, Mau Mau is miserable because of how the robo arm works. Yeah, well, yeah. He also neither time is actually against what they're doing. And he never really even protests the whole idea of fake body switching because he's too preoccupied with how horrifying the whole neural link system is. Yeah, that ooh, that reminds me of the of Alpha Centauri, the mind machine interface technology. Was it as disgusting as it was here? Well, in you see, the technology leaves it very vague. All all we know is that the leader of the UN faction finds it to be a horrific interface hidden behind a bland acronym MMI. That's the technology that gets you helicopters. I, I was never able to figure out what was so bad about it. But the helicopters do allow you to murder the ever-loving daylights out of enemies, so it can't be great. Much like Badgerclops' arm cannon. I mean, I don't want to say that's all he's good for. He's a technological wizard, and he's able to handle such a temperamental piece of equipment, so he's obviously a a very smart guy uh, when he wants to be. To clarify, previously heretofore, not stubborn piece of technology. We've never seen this angle of Badgerclops' arms personality before that's because Bedroclops knows how to handle it does he though so i the great thing about this episode is not just that the trope is broken because they all are pretending but actually none of them experience problems of the person that that would normally that they would normally experience right a doorbat has no problem getting bullied at school she demonstrates that very clearly Badgerclops doesn't have any problem with his arm cannon I'm not even sure that he could because they're the same. They're so much the same that it almost makes me wonder if the arm cannon is the intelligence and it's melded with him (laughs) and controls him. Fascinating. I know, I know. And then Adora Bat just thinks she's Batman. I don't even think she knows who Mau Mau is. And Mau Mau doesn't care about the citizens, really. So Adora Bat's problem that she's just kind of messing everything up is really the most general of the three. And, uh, you know, Mau Mau has insecurity issues, but not really with dealing with the citizens. He doesn't really care if Bran Muffin Lady's going to get sued or not, you know? Whereas that's nope. more personal. So none of them experience problems <laughs> that actually teach them something about the other. To be fair, like, Badgerclops is just apparently awful at school. The only reason Chubbum is bullying him is because Badgerclops was bullying him first. I love how they bully him over, like, the fact that he was being... Bully-ish, <laughs> right? Like, they yep. call him Shepherclops, but that also is a twist on that they're not bullying him arbitrarily or making making fun of him for something that he's innocent of, right? Like, they're just directly calling out that he's a bad guy. In EU4 terms, they are forming a coalition against an aggressively expanding empire. <laughs> well, and he's like 30-something, and they're five, just as a confirmation. He's in there generating huge amounts of threat. No wonder he got a coalition against him. Duh. <laughs> Managing threat, first thing you gotta learn, Badgerclops. 
I I just love that the teacher of Adorbat's class didn't even bat an eye. Um, <laughs> yeah, insert the Jake laugh here. Yes, yes. I mean, he's such a nice guy, though. Uh, well, yeah, the snacks, though, are a little excessive. Snack time again! Mm, maybe we could form some conspiracy theory where the Pure Heart Valley, you know, gets all of its technology by fattening its children up and selling them to be sold for meat. Well, I would love that if the children had ever disappeared, but uh, luckily all of all of our favorites are apparently in Dorobat's class, which up to this point, you know, we knew Kevin was a precious little boy, but this does confirm that Kevin is truly a child and all the other children we see are children. I mean, Badgerclops was in that class too, so you okay, don't know. We know he doesn't belong, but you're right, any one of them could also have... You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe some of the other sweetie pies are also thirty-year-olds that hang out with five-year-olds doing whatever hijinks they do on a regular basis. I don't know, and maybe they ended up in the same scenario where they're also in a classroom. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna doubt. I'm gonna press X to doubt on that one. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's just a theory, a cartoon theory. Here's another theory: uh, Adora Bat does not know how to drink upside down. Even though she's a bat. I, I, I did like that. I was like, oh, big mistake, Adorabat. <laughs> I mean, gravity. It's called gravity. That's how you know she's only five years old. I think most bats would have experienced that. But man, that really made my nose just like, I felt that, you know? Drinking chocolate milk upside down? You, you'd feel all that in your nasal cavities. Nasty. Uh, what was more awful feeling was seeing the Neuralink coming Ugh. off. <laughs> I mean, going on was already bad enough. Yeah, he didn't even he didn't even have it extract. He just ripped it out. Yeah, that I again, it's so not re- it's only tangentially like Invader Zim, but watching Mamau all makes me think about Invader Zim time to time. And this is like that. I mean, the Extendo arm is very Invader Zim. I mean, think of all those cables running through Invader Zim's base. That's very Extendo arm. Right, all of the spider legs that come out of his pack are, you know, also just directly connected to supposedly Zim's brain and life support and nervous system and all the things. I mean, the pack, the pack is basically his brain, more or less. Yeah. Which, again, does, <laughs> does Badgerclops really... Is he really the creator of all this technology? I don't know. I mean, we, we've seen him do genius stuff before. Yeah, it's just surprising because he can't handle being around five-year-olds. <laughs> it's okay. So naturally, I ran away. But then again, he's a true visionary because uh, he recognizes that 11 and 12 should really be called 1 teen and 2 teen, as we find out in his uh, Juicy Diaries. <laughs> yes. Uh, you should you should have threatened to run away over it. Make it make it a three for... Yeah, I'm glad that Mau Mau listening to Patroclops' diary, that isn't what gave him any insight into Patroclops, right? <laughs> It could have been an opportunity, but it wasn't. It was just showing how completely, you know, honestly awful Badgerclops is, even when he's alone, and just thinking thoughts to himself. He's annoying even then. (laughs) Uh, I like how he's, uh, what was that, uh, can of beans that he was cooking on the fire, and he just starts pouring that into a suitcase before he runs (laughs) away again? He's like, can't you tell I'm, you know, doing just fine being a doormat? Nothing about a situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's anything to do with it being a, uh, a doorbat at that point. I mean, I can't believe Mau Mau. He he had a good thing going with the with the arm, and then he's like, he yells at it. How did you miss? And it, then it decides to strangle him. Yeah, I mean, he obviously the monster dodged, so I don't think you can hold that against the arm. 
Did I'm already forgetting. Did they actually defeat the monster? Uh, yes, because Mama was cool and pretty. Right, right, right. I just feel like that part was very subdued, but it was the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about other things that happened in it. I'm thinking about how um, I love stretching to imagine that things connect. Ooh, ooh, stretch away, stretch away. At the beginning and end of this episode, we are reminded that a doorbat could potentially have a dark side. Beginning of the episode, a doorbat is really miring that, that sword for a hot second there. Camera zooming in. She's really thinking it's a pretty sword. I don't know. She did take it, technically, for this episode without uh, using it any more nefariously. But I don't know. I'm looking at it suspiciously. And then, of course, at the end, we got a little gag where Badge Clops turns around and looks like he has a doorbat's face. But it's a reminder that a doorbat can have an evil face. (laughs) Does this connect the pieces? (laughs) Didn't a doorbat declare herself to be the queen to Chubham? Like, we we were talking about replacements for King Snugglemane. In a previous episode, and I think we all, I think we agreed that a doorbat was the best replacement. I'm just saying. Yeah. They're playing the long game with a doorbat. That is a long game. I don't understand what problem she has at school. She's completely terrified all the children and subdued them, and they don't actually learn anything. So what's the problem? They learn what color leaves are. And yeah, a doorbat might not know that. I don't know. Well, she's spending too much time hanging out with the sheriff's department. She's not tending to her education. I guess um, a doorbat would feel really uncomfortable doing anything other than adventuring and learning under Mau Mau, so maybe that's what's the most torturous part of school. I don't know. Uh, she would, she would, she enjoys cooking. Well, you don't get to cook in that class. Eh, well, she has a rich inner life. Hmm. I guess we'll get there in three weeks when we talk about head chef. So I want to rank the, you know, their lives are not equivalent. We, I think we can decide who actually has the easiest life to the hardest life. Hardest life, my vote's in for Mau Mau. Easiest, eh. I agree. It's Badger Clops. That's my hot take. I don't know. Adorabat has it pretty easy. I mean, at least she is very well equipped to handle it. Let's put it that way. I think she's more dedicated to what she's doing than Badger Clops. Therefore, their commitment makes their lives easier. Not Although... Actually, you know what? Maybe it's more of a Sokka situation with Badgerclops, which is he creates his own misery in life. So maybe even though his life should be easy, he's making it hard on himself. I I think instead of ranking how easy their lives are normally, I think it's much more interesting to rank who had the worst trading day. (laughs) Okay, but unambiguously, that's Mau Mau, right? I, I don't know. I, I think, well, okay, yeah, the arm did try to kill him. So, okay, I'll give you Mau Mau. But uh, after that, I think Badgerclops had a pretty hard fail himself. <laughs> yeah, again, like we said, he uh, made it to camping in the far outskirts of town and was dumping beans in a backpack. Being pursued by kindergartners. <laughs> right, that was the that was the threat, so. Uh, so, so that leaves the... Girl who got the muffin stand sued into oblivion as the one having the best trading day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I well, yeah, hopefully that lawsuit didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, would Pinky even be able to afford an attorney? Maybe he could steal one, but... Well, don't you have the right to... Do, do they have the right to representation in court? In Well, that's only in... Uh, <laughs> well, if we're going by American law, that's only in criminal cases. And if you want civil justice, you need to finance your own justice. Nobody's going to finance your justice for you. Oh, wow. Or you represent yourself. Okay. 
which means you lose by default, basically. Yikes. Yeah, and that was the easiest day. So I, I guess we can only hope that Pinky does not manage to steal a lawyer. He'd do it, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could definitely see an episode where Pinky defends himself in court and just kind of runs and farts in people's faces and stuff and just wins the day <laughs> just through that. I don't know. Yeah, King Snugglemane is the judge and accidentally renders the wrong verdict. He, was t- he wasn't paying attention, so he plays eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right. Pinky is, like, jumping, so no matter where he's pointing, he's pointing Ooh. at Pinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm thinking, like, winning through chaos, and that's a perfect chaotic scenario. Also, I can just see the cuts of him, like, jumping obnoxiously in front of the finger. That's a good, that's a good scene. Again, GC, I hope you're writing letters. I'll send you the postage. You need to be sending letters mm. to CN every time we finish one of these podcasts and you've pitched one of these ideas. <laughs> yep. It's pure, it's pure brilliance. If only I could draw, I'd be on the board team for sure. So I think Mau actually learned the most this episode, or at least he was the closest to growing into the role of being Badgerclops before, you know, making the mistake. It went of, horribly wrong. Right. Well, he just has a really, really short patience. We know him and love him for it. Yeah. But uh, I think he could have made it past that day, potentially. Uh, the other is not so much. Well, I mean, he has the most heroic experience, and Adorabat's trying to perform on a legendary level immediately. She uh, she needs to scaffold her way up there. Yeah, or live another, like, 15 years, <laughs> at least. I cannot teach this one. She has no patience. If she could just yell down enemies, but uh, monsters, monsters in the valley don't really care. No, I mean, that that would actually be funny if she had a, oh, oh, it would have to be a cow monster and she could literally cow it by yelling at it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the pun, the, the very intelligent pun. Well, that is everything that happened in this episode. So. <laughs> I mean, everything. I mean, Adorabat ate bugs. We didn't even talk about that. I wish there was something more profound I could say. You know, it's really every episode is so inspirational for profundity that uh, it's disappointing when I can't can't reach it. No, this was a it was a very classic episode of Mau Mau. Pretty easily rewatchable ties into their absolute basic worst aspects of their <laughs> identities and, and plays on them. So definitely enjoyable and all the classic horrible grotesqueness of. Badgerclops arm making me miss Invader Zim. <laughs> and I really love yeah. the impermanence of his arm. You know, at first you might think that there is an arm underneath there, especially with like the, the nail claws poking through. But no, nope, but in fact, it is it is just an arm. And I don't think he has an arm underneath it. And he can just he has yeah. several replacements. Yeah, I mean, you've seen he's hasn't he had his arm cut off before with no problems? I think so. Or it's popped off somehow. What they could have gone is they could have gone the Mosenrath route from Aladdin and have him have a skeleton under there. Yeah, now I want to look up how it's come off before. I just think that they could get away with that on the show. Mama has cut it off before. I think he cuts it in the next episode, actually. I don't know if he cuts it off in others, but I do know the next episode he does. So I guess it just neuralinks on his shoulder then, unlike Mau Mau's much more horrifying full arm yep. linkage maybe Badgerclops carries the second arm just in case he needs to do the double arm cannon it is his forbidden technique i'm finally remembering what this was actually reminding me of which was when uh i guess she season four spoilers but uh catra had the chip on her neck and 
That was also very delicate and horrifying. So imagine that just being ripped off, ripped off her neck like Mau Mau. Well, uh, didn't we establish that that would be awful? That would have killed her, I think. So Mau Mau's Mau's really... He's a tough customer. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Trading Day. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.